Welcome to the Emotional Curriculum with me, Dr. Sarah Taylor-Whiteway. In this bonus episode, we continue our chat with Dr. Jeff James. We discuss how teachers can think about different levels of stress in the classroom and how a solution-focused approach can be built into the policies of schools. So, Jeff, we've spoken previously about how schools can use a solution-focused approach in their practice, in their classrooms. I wanted now to t- spend some time talking about some of the other areas of your work. I saw a piece that you've written on exclusions and mollycoddling. I was really interested in, in that link there. Could you talk a little bit more about that? Yeah, that was, that was hate and Parinsky, wasn't it? Yeah. Yes, I, because where that fits in... that. They use the term modly coddling. For example, TAs, you know, if a TA is working with a child and they've just been assigned to this child and the child's in primary school and they're having difficulty with their spelling, say, for example, and there's a lesson going on and the child's doing their spelling and they're going very slowly and making mistakes, there'd be a tendency for the adult to come in quickly and to help them. And the helping response, of course, is a very natural humour thing to do because we don't like to see other people struggle. But if it goes too far, then the child will sit back and let the other person do all the helping. And and what the what this mollycoddling idea is that that of course children need a degree of stress because as a teacher you you're always putting children under stress, aren't you? Because when a child goes from what's familiar to what's new in their learning, they're in a, in a strange place and they're going to experience stress. And to, in order for children to learn, they need to have some degree of stress. But this is what I call that healthy stress that's useful for their learning. What Hayden Parinsky are talking about is if you remove all of that and you put them under no stress, they're not learning about self-regulation and about how self-management and their development you know, is altered by that. And that's the mollycoddling idea. If you remove all stress, then the children aren't going to be learning. So you're saying that actually some amount of stress is useful and actually needed for children to learn. Children experience stress and how to deal with it from when they're, you know, when they're very first born. You know, when the mother moves more than eight or ten inches away and the child can't see them clearly the child will be distressed. And when the mother moves closer and it comes back into focus, then the stress level goes down. And then the baby learns that that's manageable. It's not dangerous. They can deal with that. Their mother can move further away like that. So we have to experience some stress to learn how to deal with it, really, is the idea. And so in class, mollycoddling might stop a child being able to develop those tools to regulate and, and manage the stress. And that can be a problem. Yes. But if you line that alongside giving children intentional stress, you have to ask when enough's enough. Whereas t- when you're teaching children, you can see the children who are more stressed by new learning and those children who deal with it e- e- smoothly. And the children who are struggling with it, as a teacher, you'd go towards them, wouldn't you? And you'd see what they need and what else they need to be able to fill in the gaps 
and then they learn it, the stress goes down, they've got it, and they can celebrate with the whole class like that. But if you if you gradually keep increasing the stress on a child, it does the opposite thing and it disables the child. So rather than enabling it, it d disables it. This idea about modelling coddling, about helping too much, is worth thinking about because if you do too much of it, the child can be helpless. And But if you do too little of it, then the child will be under too much stress and you can cause the opposite effect. And we want schools to be able to balance those two things. What I hear is that there tends to be rather an on-off kind of discussion, really. Like either you've got strict discipline or chaos, so that if you haven't got strict discipline, you are going to have chaos. Well, there's no evidence for that happening, but also it means that you haven't got a graded response. So children need a certain amount of stress and they don't need too much stress. Children who've had experienced trauma in their life, they definitely need less stress than other children because they're already alert to danger. So that what you need to be doing with them is something different. You need to be moving from, from rules and reminders into what I do with solution-focused coaching, where the child's engaged in their own development and they feel the reward of their internal reward and their stress level goes down and then they start learning about being metacognitive and how to manage themselves and how to cope with being in a big room of noisy children like that kind of thing so it's about understanding where stress comes from and then how you're going to manage it and regulate it and build it into your policy in school as to how you can recognize it you know those things so the idea is basically that the molly coddling doing that reduces the risk taking of, of the child and or young person that is almost inherent in learning because you're putting yourself in a place you're not sure and and in the same way a really rigid discipline system does the same thing because they aren't able to kind of make their own decisions they're you're, you're automatically reacting to it the minute any behavior is made um and so in the long term that actually reduces resilience right it, well, it makes children compliant rather than being self-regulating yeah okay it's it's coercive rather than you know a, a form of inquiry so what what I, I'm doing with solution focus coaching is putting the child in a place where they can be metacognitive and they can take control because they're experiencing agency, which means they can start to feel themselves being in control. So rather than somebody swooping in and removing them to detention, then, then they're being put in a, in a spot where they're going to be under some learning stress. Because I'm saying, so supposing something was different, you were doing something different and things were going better, what would that be? And that's just teaching and learning. That's what we do as teachers, isn't it? So we've spoken a lot about the conversations, the one-to-one -one discussions. A lot of your work, you're, you do how you can build in this solution-focused idea in, at lots of different levels. So at the kind of level of policy of the school and with teachers and just in more in how you relate. So could you just talk quickly about how it works um, in a systemic way as well as in an individual way? I think the policy issues uh, is a big one, really. So that if you, you know, all, nearly all schools pu publish their behaviour policy online. It's called a behaviour policy because behaviour is split from learning for some historical reason. And the behaviour and the government say you've got to have a behaviour policy. Well, actually, behaviour is just learning. It's no different to all other kinds of learning, you know, if you, if you look at it in one way. And if the policy says that the child, the response to a child's failure is to start to add on steps of uh, punishment with more serious consequences, as they're called, in a covered way, then the policy change would be to go from the early 
um, rules and reminders part in in the behaviour and learning policy or inclusion policy to, to putting something additional in when a child's showing greater need and they're expressing their need through their behaviour. And how can that additional piece in the policy be linked to solution-focused approach? Solution-focused coaching comes in as a, as a part of the policy statement. So at the first level of stress, it's not necessary because that's, that's being dealt with by human relationships in the classroom. At the second level of recoverable stress, so stress is like three levels, like healthy stress, recoverable stress and toxic stress. So at the recoverable level, where there's been a life event that's happened, then solution-focused coaching can come in to be dealing with this rather odd behaviour this child's doing we haven't seen before and something's happened in their life. And then at the, at the toxic stress level, then solution focus comes in as a structured part of the work to be able to hold the child and do something proactive. Maybe it is necessary to refer out to CAMS or to you know a, a mental health service or to other services, speech and language, educational psychology. But within school, it's something that can be done by recognising levels of stress and writing that into policy. Yeah. And what you said about the three levels is also links back to you saying the understanding of teachers of stress is a really important bit to knowing how to manage it. And so just just understanding and thinking about those three levels is really key to teachers. Yes, of course. Right. And schools I'm working in now are seeing this isn't, a, this isn't an intervention you do with children who are badly behaved. It's a way of being for the whole school because, of course, school managers talk to staff in the same way school you know school staff talk to parents and carers in the same way children talk to each other in the same way once it's systemic like that then you've got a lot of elephant talk going on all over the place so jeff thank you so much it's been fascinating listening to everything and all your ideas thank you very much for that yes i really enjoyed talking to you thank you thanks for listening You'll find more information about the things discussed in this special bonus episode in the podcast description. If you enjoyed today's episode, then please do subscribe, leave a review, and you can follow us on Twitter at emcurriculum. You can get in contact by emailing theemotionalcurriculum at gmail.com. See you soon.